All right, everyone, welcome into another Thursday edition of Hearts Home Half, hosted by yours truly, Austin Hart. Now presented by my buddies over at Big Dog Media. Please go give them a follow on social. I really, really appreciate it. On Instagram and Twitter, you can find them at Big Dog Media on Instagram, at Big Dog Media Co. on Twitter. And if you want to find the work that I've been putting out over at RaysColoredGlasses.com, putting out some work on the Tampa Bay Rays, I'm really, really excited about this writing that I'm doing about them. Uh, I should actually be dropping a brand new article on the site tomorrow. So if you want to check that out, the link is in my personal Instagram and Twitter accounts. You can go to at AustinHart24 on both of those platforms, and the link is in my bio on both of those accounts. I would really, really appreciate it if you want to go check out the articles that I've been putting out on that site. But let's get into the episode that I have planned for you today. We'll make it pretty quick, but we're going to dive into football once again. I mean, we're going to just be previewing college football week three and, of course, week two of the NFL. we got four matchups on the college slate that we're going to go over and uh, three matchups in the NFL that we're going to go over. So we'll try and run through all of these, and we'll start out with college, and we'll start out with the ACC, talking about FSU at Louisville. Uh, now, this is the matchup that the Knowles are going to get after they had their week off. We're going to get to see if this rest week kind of pays off for FSU, getting that break in between their last game against LSU to gather themselves. They've gone 2-0, and and Louisville is actually coming off of a pretty nice bounce-back win against UCF that we actually talked about last episode. UCF taking that tough loss to Louisville, but... Uh, Louisville definitely getting a lot of momentum from that win into this game. FSU is really going to have to rely on their defensive prowess to slow down Malik Cunningham, who again gained a lot of confidence from that previous game at UCF. Um, you know, the, he, he's just he's going to be looking to do a lot even after dropping the season opener to Syracuse, coming back and being able to shred UCF and do enough to get his team a win over a great American Conference team. Um, you know, FSU is really, really going to have to play some tough D and then make sure that Jordan Travis is going to lead that offense in the right direction uh, enough to get FSU a win. FSU has actually lost the last two games that they've played against Louisville, so this is a really a great spot for a little revenge for the Knowles and a chance for them to start out ACC play 1-0 and their season 3-0 if they're able to get this win. Again, we're just going to see how this rest is going to affect the Knowles. That rest week, is it going to allow them to play a lot better with just, again, a lot of rest over that week, just able getting all their players able to recharge and get ready for this game? Or is everybody going to come out lackadaisical? And is, is Louisville going to come out hot, feeling really great off that last week's win and start to get up on uh, FSU early? It's going to be really interesting to watch. But that's actually going to be one of the first games of the weekend to watch. 7.30 p.m. kickoff tomorrow night. So that'll be really exciting to tune in for that one. Second game I want to talk about, UCF at FAU. A nice little interstate matchup here. And it actually, I think, should be a decent one. 
Uh, FAU, they're, they're not quite looked at as a powerhouse. I mean, let's be honest. But they do already have two wins on the season with a record of 2-1. and one. They've already played three games. Um, they've put up 40 points in the two wins that they've had thus far and almost 30 points in their loss as well. They crushed Charlotte and Southeastern Louisiana 43-13 and 42-9 respectively. But, lo- but lost to Ohio 41-38. Really close game there. Um, so this is going to be interesting because UCF, they really need to respond in a big way in their first road game here on the season. We just talked about how Louisville was able to get that win over them last week um, and escape the bounce house with a win against the Knights. I mean, UCF has to be looking to be up on somebody after that loss especially seeing how much their offensive struggle. John Rice Plumley did not have the best game. I think this could really be a spot where UCF wants to light up the scoreboard, and it'll really just be dependent on whether or not FAU can keep pace with them. I'm not too sure on how their defense looks. They haven't played the greatest opponents yet, so it's going to be interesting to see how they can defend or at least do anything in trying to stop uh, how quick and fast-paced UCF can be. Uh, I do think this is a great spot for UCF to come away with a dub, though. And this kickoff will be late Saturday, 7.30 kickoff. All right, third game we got on the college slate. Number 13, Miami at number 24, Texas A&M. So looking at this ranked matchup, I think it honestly would have had uh, like even more juice behind it if Texas A&M was also 2-0 to this point. But... Big loss at home last weekend against App State. Uh, They went really far down in the AP poll, and everybody's really wondering whether Jimbo Fisher is the guy for this Texas A&M team, whether he's leading the offense in the right direction, blah, blah, blah. But for Miami, I think right now they're expected to win this game and continue to try and climb in the rankings, but it'll certainly be the toughest test that they have had yet. I mean, last week, Southern Miss did give them a decent scare. They played some pretty good defense against them, too. And the Aggies definitely have a pretty solid defense. So this could be an interesting matchup to watch, but a really big ranked matchup spot for Miami to try and prove themselves under Mario Cristobal. This is their opportunity to take down a highly touted SEC team. A lot of people nationally think Texas A&M has like all the talent in the world, but they're just they're not putting it together offensively at all. And uh, this could just be a chance for Miami to really put their defense on a national scale. Like here's what we can do, and also have Tyler Van Dyke lead, hopefully some great drives against a tough Aggies defense and uh, get Miami a win here. But this kickoff will actually be the latest on Saturday of the four games we'll have. This will be at 9 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, And then the last game, obviously, I want to talk about, number 18, UF at home against USF. Uh, Really, an incredible letdown last week against a good Kentucky team at home. Uh, Florida just had nothing going on offense with as well as the defense played at home in the swamp. But this is the chance now to kind of right some of those wrongs. You're ranked number 18, and you have an in-state rival in the Bulls from South Florida coming in. Both teams are 1-1, but the expectations here are for the Gators to be able to put up some numbers and hopefully give themselves a game to tune up some things. 
after back-to-back matchups against ranked teams, I mean, they haven't had a game yet where they have been this heavily favored. They can't take the Bulls for granted, though. You know, I'm not saying they need to just, you know, step off the gas pedal and not even take the Bulls seriously. I mean, they need to go full force and try to put up 50 on the Bulls. You know what I mean? They need to come out with a dominating win and a display on the and a display on the offensive side really that proves that the Kentucky game was fluky at best because I know Anthony Richardson can play better than that. I know he can be more accurate than that. He's got to have a lot more discipline in what he's doing there and uh I I definitely think this can be a big spot for him to have a bounce back game. The defense also they just need to play with the same intensity and speed that they have been the past couple games. The offense, they're, they're going to have to catch up. I mean, it starts with the coaching on both sides of the ball, getting them on the same page, and Billy Napier addressed that. He knows that's one of the things that needs to be better uh, with this game coming into USF. So this game is also going to kick off same time as the UCF game, Saturday at 7.30. So now let's jump over to the big boys, and let's talk about the NFL matchups that we have. Three quick ones that we'll go over starting with the Bucks at the New Orleans Saints. A big big matchup here for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against their new against their division rival the New Orleans Saints. Since having Brady at the helm, we've literally gone 0 and 4 against the Saints in the regular season. That needs to change this weekend. We need to get a dub over Jameis Winston. And that starts with the defense being able to stop him and play as well as they did against the Cowboys. They should understand him at least a little bit from his time with the Bucs. And I'm just hoping they come up as big as they did in the season opener, playing with that same intensity, playing with that same skill level. Um, I think I think they could show out here and surprise a lot of people if they're able to continue play continue playing high-level defense. The offense, on the other hand, they really just need to be a lot better, especially in the red zone. I know there's a lot going on with the injury report right now, and I'm not sure what's happening with all of that. I'm hoping there's a lot of things that are going to get sorted out with the injury report as the game gets closer. Um, but I will say it's, it's going to be a difficult matchup, uh, not, not only given the history behind these games, you know, how much we've lost to the Saints in the regular season, but... The toughness of the Saints D, how rigid they usually are to play against, you know, they are no slouch this team, and it is definitely going to be a difficult matchup, but I'm really hoping that the Bucks are going to be able to come out of this finally with a win against the Saints in the regular season with Brady at QB. Really, really big matchup I'm excited for. And all of these NFL games we're going to talk about these next three, or these next two and this one, are all 1 p.m. kickoffs on Sunday. 1 p.m. on Sunday. All right, Colts at the Jags. The Jags are also clashing with a division opponent on Sunday in the Indianapolis Colts. And late last season, actually, the Jacksonville Jaguars knocked the Colts out of the playoffs by a score of 26-11. to I think it was in the last game of the season. And you just know that the Colts have been thinking about that all off season long they've been looking forward to coming back to jacksonville and trying to get some revenge but here this i had no idea this was even a thing this was so crazy the colts haven't even won in jacksonville since 2014 
Yeah, that's right. It's been eight years since the Colts have been able to get a win in Jacksonville, and there's going to be a high-intensity level in this game come this Sunday. It's, I mean, I'll tell you what, like, especially between two teams that play each other twice every year, given that they're division opponents, I mean, that's, that's just a crazy stat. I had no idea that was even close to being possible. But in terms of the Jaguars, I mean, last weekend against the Commanders, they, they got out to a nice lead, but really a lot of penalties, a lot of mental errors throughout the whole game. Doug Peterson, he's looking to get his guys back on track with a divisional win here. There were a lot of bright spots and a lot of visual progress in that game against the Commanders. I mean, so much that was made from last year under Urban Meyer, that complete shit show under Urban Meyer. And the team just looks like they have more chemistry together already. But again, it's just these simple mistakes, these simple errors. They can be erased altogether, and this team can, and th this team can be a lot better than they are if they're able to tighten those things up. The talent level, I think, is there. They have a lot of guys that are able to make plays. But again, they they just need to be able to block out the mental errors, not committing, not commit all these penalties and just play the way they know how to play. Um, and hopefully this should be a really, really good divisional matchup to watch on Sunday. The last matchup now we want to get to Dolphins at the Ravens. So a great matchup here in Baltimore after these teams both win their first games of the season. I'm interested to see how the Dolphins are going to carry the momentum that they generated on the defensive side against New England into this game against the Ravens. They looked so strong and so dominant. They were all over Mac Jones, just like we talked about in the Monday episode. I mean, it, it was an incredible showing under Mike McDaniel's first game. And I, I just want to see if that was a one-off or if that defense is really now for real and can now compete with some elite-level QBs. I mean, Lamar Jackson is no slouch. He is definitely at a higher talent level than Mac Jones. He can do things Mac Jones can't. So... This defense, it's going to be really, really interesting to see how they contain him, how they're able to contain his play, and what they're able to do against this Baltimore offense. In terms of the Dolphins offense, though, they're just going to try to keep the positive vibes going, I think, man. They they were doing really, really well with both of their speed receivers, Jalen Waddell, Tyree Kill, in Game 1. Tua looked pretty good. Um, I think there's definitely some things to tighten up here and there, but it's going to come with all of this game chemistry with Tyreek and continuing with Jalen Waddle. I mean, hopefully they'll vie for a couple more touchdowns than they did last week, and they'll be able to keep, keep pace with Baltimore. Again, I think this is going to be a really, really good game, and I think a great potential for the Dolphins to get a good win here if they can play, you know, like 90 to 95% solid football you know, very, very limited penalties, and they're able to really go into Baltimore and win a tough, tough game on the road. All right, so I think, yeah, I think that's just about going to do it for this episode of Hearts Home Half. What a great preview of so many awesome games that we have this weekend, starting tomorrow night with the Knolls facing off against Louisville in Louisville. So that's this is going to be really, really awesome. Friday, Saturday, Sunday full of great matchups that I can't wait to break down and talk about come the next Monday episode. So I can't wait for that next next episode. And until then, thank you so much 
to everybody who's been tuning in. I am Austin Hart, and I'll see you on the Monday episode.